deep down at the truest chorus essence of who we are is we are infinitely powerful. We have the power to make our lives amazing. We have the power to change the world. You're listening to the Mind Your Business Podcast. We show you how to unleash your true potential and create success from the inside out. In episode 109, I speak with best-selling author Christian Michelson on the topic of unleashing abundance in all areas of your life. So stay tuned. Hey, what's up, you guys? James Wedmore here. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of the Mind Your Business Podcast. Woo! Uh, I've got a great interview in store for you today. I'm very excited about. This is with my good buddy, Christian Michelson. True story. Actually, very fascinating story. I love little synchronistic things like this, but he gave me an early release copy of his brand new book that has just released. And we're going to be talking about it. Actually, it officially releases at the end of August, but you guys are going to have an opportunity on this call to get an early access copy for free. So stay tuned for that. But the book is called Abundance Unleashed. Open yourself to more money, love, health, and happiness now. So Christian gave me an early release copy of the book and I decided to actually read it on a plane trip going to my mastermind, the one that I'm a member of in Colorado about uh, two months back. And sure enough, I devour the book on the plane. It was fantastic. Totally loved it. And as I'm finishing reading the book, I'm getting off the plane and there's Christian. He was actually on the same plane as me. I didn't even notice. And we're now going to the same destination. Now, that's not too crazy because we were both going to the same place to begin with. But it was really cool that he was on the plane ride the whole time while I'm reading it. And where we were in Durango, there's like one Uber driver. So you need to get a shuttle. So we actually took the same shuttle. And it was just like awesome to chat with him right after just like reading the book. And one of the things about why I really like what Christian's doing and why I had to get him on the show is, you know, he talks about it just aligns so much with the stuff that we're talking about here. You know, these conversations that we like to have together, right? you know, from things like abundance and manifesting. But reading this book was like Christian took like the best of the best of all these different books and just put them into one book and just made it really simple with great stories. And, you know, he's just an example of someone who has a spiritual outlook on life, a spiritual approach to life and a thriving, very successful, thriving business to, I don't want to say back it up, but (laughs) that helps, you know, it's grounded with results and not just theory and ideas. And so he's really showing you a lot of applicable ways that he's approaching his business through the lens of spirituality, the lens of abundance, the lens of prosperity. And so it's just fantastic. So who exactly is Christian Michelson? Well, I think first and foremost, Christian is a coach and he's actually developed some really extraordinary processes, one of which is called the peace process that he developed which is pretty amazing. We talk about it a bit in the episode and he takes you through the process in his book. But he's also the three-time number one best-selling author of three additional books. So this is actually going to be his fourth, I believe. He's got three bestsellers already. He's been featured in Forbes, Yahoo Finance, and MSN. And he's been doing personal coaching for over 15 years, as well as training other coaches. And now he's just helped countless of thousands of people around the world with his coaching. And he's on a mission to get the whole world coached. And like I said, he is the author of the brand new book, Abundance Unleashed. So without further ado, let's roll that interview with Christian Michelson. All right. I am here with Mr. Christian Michelson. Christian, how you doing? Awesome. So happy to be here. I am so excited and so grateful to have you on the call because you've got a brand new book coming out. August 29th is the official release date, Abundance Unleashed. And I was very fortunate to get an early copy from you, which I just devoured. I loved it. And then, of course, here's the, here's like the fun, interesting story. Like I'm always a big fan of synchronicity. Is like I decide on a plane ride to uh, our mastermind to read it. And then, of course, that's, you're the first person I see as I'm reading it on the plane. I think we were, yeah. on, we were on the same... We were on the shuttle, actually. The, the last... shuttle from the plane. Yes, that's it what might have been on the same plane. I don't know. I feel like we were, but I, I think I saw you when we got yeah, into the, the like terminal area, which was just so awesome. Like, there's the guy. <laughs> there's the <laughs> other. So I'd love to start there. Like, this isn't your first book. This is like your third or fourth? My fourth book. Oh, that's amazing. That's awesome. So what's this book all about in a nutshell? Yeah. Well, you know, I just, I grew up poor. I grew up on food stamps. You know, and I I struggled. I was really insecure. I got teased. I got bullied. 
I grew up just feeling like life was hard. Mm. And then over the years, I, I discovered personal growth and I started working on myself a lot more. And I, then I discovered some really powerful tools, which I share in my book, that have helped me work through stuff faster and easier than ever before, which has then opened up my life in so many amazing ways where I, you know, went from rags to riches and uh, have an incredible family, incredible wife, incredible three kids, amazing business that's now an Inc. 5000 fastest growing company three years in a row. You know, and, you know, all the great stuff that's in my life is because I realized that when we change ourselves on the inside, then everything changes on the outside. Mm, and this book is really about giving people the tools to open themselves up to more money, love, health and happiness now. Because the biggest thing keeping us from having all the things we want is ourselves. Yes. Yeah, that's fantastic. And I did, I want to acknowledge you and make sure that our listeners hear that, that what I love about you, what I'm resonating so much with that you're doing is, is like you talk a lot about, you know, what we could call spiritual things and, and things like that. But you're so grounded with this, like, physical success that you've had as well. And I just love that balance and that integration into all of it. And you do, you have a wildly successful company and I've seen just like the things that you do and you've done are like things that I still like, Oh man, like I don't think I could do that. Like, I don't know if I'm, I'm at that level yet. And it's just so exciting to see everything that you're doing and and how you're integrating this. Do you feel like the contrast that you had growing up and just like from like the pain that you experienced there, like, really fuels a lot of your desire to get this stuff out? Like if you've just written four books, like I just, I feel like it just comes yeah. out you well, easily. My first three books were all how to books for, mm-hmm. and they were business related, you know, business oriented for yeah. the business I do. I, I coach people and I teach people how to get clients. So those books were all how to books. They were really easy to write because it was basically like, here's the formula, do these things, you know, and there's formulas in this, but I also wanted to put, you know, stories to emphasize the, what I was teaching. And um, it was a lot harder of a book to write. So this is my first personal growth book. So what fuels me? Uh, yeah, I'm on a mission to free the world, really, of themselves. Yeah. You know, when, when I was a kid, my parents fought all the time. And then as I grew up, I'm like, you know, we need to put, we need peace on earth and we need to end war. And while that would be great, I realized that my desire for a peaceful home or a peaceful world was really a desire for peace in, within myself. Mm. And that's something, that's a gift we can all give ourselves. We can all have peace and we can all be rich. You know, I grew up on food stamps and special lunch programs and hand-me-down clothes from my older brothers who were almost a, a decade older than I was. And one would wear it, then the next one would wear it. Then my mom would put it up in the closet in the attic for nine years and then bring it back down. Then I'd wear it. And, you know, when I was really little, I didn't care. Nobody knew what the heck anyway clothes were. But I remember in sixth grade, I came into class wearing bell-bottom jeans in the 80s. And, you know, people were teasing me. Somebody came by and like pushed his foot against my jeans and like was ringing my, the bell on that. He's like, ding dong. And he was like one of the cool kids in school. And I was like, oh, God. Yeah. So, but, but back then, I, I mean, I felt so poor. And then after my parents got divorced, you know, my mom would be out working and I'd have to cook for myself. My brothers were, you know, moved out of the house and, and I had an older sister, but, you know, either one of us would cook and we'd be at 12 years old. We're like making, we got food from the food pantry. And the only thing we really knew how to make was mac and cheese. So I'm like eating mac and cheese every night. I'm like, I'm hating cooking. I'm hating making mac and cheese, but it's the only thing I could make. And then now, you know, so many years later, have all this success, financial success. I got my own three kids, hired a personal chef and my kids like, what do they want my, the chef to make mac and cheese, (laughs) you know? Yeah. So, and I felt poor and you know, and that's the thing is like poor compared to what, right? Well, I mean, yes, we had times when we didn't have electricity, you know, the bill, we couldn't pay the electric bill, the water bill, the garbage bill, the telephone bill, whatever. There were times where those things got shut off. But even still, like that was to compared to other people. Yes, I was poor compared to other parts of the world. I was I'm crazy rich compared to like 200 years ago. Nobody had running water, mm-hmm. electricity you know, two, 300 years ago, the Kings from centuries ago didn't have it as good as me when I was poor and I felt poor. But the truth is I was rich. I didn't feel rich 
but we can appreciate that I feel like we should all own that we're rich right now. Because mm -hmm. if we see ourselves as poor, we're going to attract being poor even more. Right. If we see ourselves as being middle class, we're going to keep attracting middle class. But if you start owning that you're rich right now, and if you start appreciating how much you have and appreciating just being really grateful, that opens everything up. When we're grateful, we attract more. You know, the richest person on earth isn't the person with the most money. It's the person with the most gratitude. Mm. It's the person who really appreciates everything so much. And it's really easy to get into a cycle where you just start getting numb to and you just start taking everything for granted. And it's really, it takes a concerted effort to get yourself, you know, constantly looking for more gratitude, looking and appreciating for what's amazing. And a, a couple of years ago, I really started focusing even more on my gratitude. And at the, you know, at the same time, my personal income increased by over a million dollars a year. Wow. So, was there anything so, specifically you were doing as a practice for gratitude to really feel that? Yes. There's a lot of things. Number one is praying more. Mm -hmm. I started praying, you know, usually before every meal or sometimes just first thing in the morning or right before bed. And just, you know, saying a prayer of gratitude, a prayer of appreciation, you know, just taking a moment because while praying, I'm just thinking like, what are all the things I'm grateful for? You know, I'm like, thank you, God, for my amazing family. Thank you for our house. Thank you for my team, you know, that works with me. Thank you for all my clients. Thank you for all the people that all the readers of my books, you know, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And then you can also do a prayer of gratitude in advance for what you want. So this is something that I teach mm. in the uh, abundance book yes. is not to pray for, but to pray in a prayer of gratitude, not a prayer so what you do, how that works is basically instead of saying, you know, oh, please, you know, please help me heal my shoulder. Or, please help me make my book a success. Please, God, there's no, it's OK to do those things. But to me, what's even better is to just be like, thank you. Thank you for helping me heal my whole body. Thank you for making my body so healthy. You know, thank you for making my book a number one bestseller. Thank you for helping get this book in the hands of so many people. If we thank and have, like, or thank you so much for that, you know, $10 million in sales that we're going to generate in, you know, this yes. year or whatever, whatever it is that we want, thank you for it in advance. Well, and so I think, I think you even mentioned it in the book that that former example is, is like this, I think you just call it like being needy, like needy. Yes. Prayer. And that just keeps you in a place of needing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's okay to say, you know, oh, please, you know, heal my aunt or whatever. It's okay to do that. But like even better to be like, thank you for healing my aunt, mm -hmm. like expecting it, seeing it as so, and being grateful for it. And yeah, otherwise, yeah, if you're needy for it, neediness pushes everything away. Whatever you're needy for, if you're needy for a relationship, if you're needy, you know, in a relationship, it's like, that is the thing that just pushes people away the most. It pushes everything away. Yeah. But when we are abundant and we feel abundant and we're grateful for, then we just get, 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 get. It's so powerful. And, and it's funny because like common sense, that wouldn't, you wouldn't think that that's the case, which is I think why people get needy or, you know, hold on to something even tighter when they want it. And you're really yeah. talking about letting go. Yeah. Letting go, surrendering. Surrender is the ultimate life skill. Yeah. Yeah. I'd love to talk more about that. But I'm just curious, like, have you ever in your gratitude practices, do you ever just get like almost just overwhelmed by it? Like it almost is too much. Cause I've had those moments where it's just like, like, Oh my gosh. Like, so, you know, I'm, I'm going to host an event and you realize that there's like a hundred people from all over the world that are taking, and you're like so grateful. And at the same time, just like, I don't know. It's like, you know what I mean? Like almost this like all consuming, Holy cow of responsibility. And like, do you ever get that? It sounds like you're actually getting a couple different experiences yeah, yeah. at the same time. Some of it's the gratitude, some of it. I mean, you know, the first time I ever made a sale for coaching, basically, I was walking out to my car. I met with the guy at a hotel lobby and we were like hanging out in there. And after and he signed up and then he left and I walked out to my car and I literally like I was crying tears of joy of like, wow, I can do something that I love for a living I could actually do something that helps people and I'm actually getting paid money to do this. It was like, it was, I don't know about overwhelming, but overjoyed, you know, mm. definitely yeah. beautiful feeling. Well, again, like I told you this personally, but one of the things I loved about your book is 
I felt like you had taken, you know, a lot of stuff that you've developed and then like all these things that I feel like it would take 10 to 20 other personal development books to write. And you've found a way to put it all into one and you're very simple about it. It was very like, it's such an easy read. It's so like grounded and applicable. It's not like this esoteric magic, but just like, here's what to do. Here's how I did it. Here's my story, how I did it. And here's the result. And I just loved it. But what was really cool is that you started with an assessment. And so for those of you guys who are going to read the book, what's really cool is, what was it? It was four categories, right? There was wealth, relationships, health, and time. Yes. Okay. Any guess on what my lowest would have been? <laughs> would have been. I don't know. What, what it was. Time. Yeah. yeah. It was totally time. Oh my gosh. Like I went into that and I was like, this is exciting. Like I'm going to, you know, you, you get all competitive. You're like, I'm going to score the highest. I can. I want to be yeah. honest, but I'm going to score the highest. And I did well in three, but man, when it came to time, it was pretty bad. That was pretty low. I forgot the exact score, but it was like two or three points lower than all of the rest. And that's a funny, funny one, right? Because I think a lot of the things that we're doing is for in some aspect, like money is for some more time freedom, but you can start making more money and still not get that time freedom. Oh, totally. Yeah. You know, I want to just let people know that we're giving the book away. So if anyone wants to get the book for free, if they just cover shipping and handling, we'll ship it out anywhere in the world. For free. So, well, we'll yeah. ship the book. We'll give you the book for free. You cover shipping. And uh, you can go to myabundancebook.com. This way, people can actually get it and start taking those assessments. Yeah. But let's talk about the assessments. Yeah. And real quick, I just want to let people know we'll link that up in the show notes as well. But what was the, the link? It's myabundancebook.com. Myabundancebook.com. And they can order the book. We'll ship it out anywhere in the world. We're giving away the book for free for a limited time. They just cover shipping and we'll send it out. That's awesome. So yeah, so the time abundance. So I started off, actually, that is the original abundance assessment. Ah. That was the very first one I made. And I made that probably at least 12 years ago. Wow. The other ones I made about two or three years ago. Uh-huh. That was the original one. And what happened was I used to feel all stressed out about time and I used to take all these you know, time management courses and productivity and all that stuff. And what I realized is a number one, me, the kind of person I am, it's like really hard for me to force myself into structure that doesn't feel comfortable. So I didn't love a lot of that. And then the stuff that did work, I realized it's like, okay, well, that's like being a hamster on a hamster wheel. And now you're being taught how to run faster. Great. Now I can get more stuff done, maybe in less time, maybe, but it doesn't actually give you more freedom. It doesn't actually give you more free time. Because there's an underlying myth that if you could get more done, then you would have more time. Hmm. But it's not true because we have an infinite, if we are a business owner, especially, and since your audience is business owners, there's there's never, you're never done, right? You could have a to-do list and finish it. But if you think about it, you could come up with another 10, 20, 100, infinite (laughs) number of things to get done. So the only way to have more time the only the secret to, to having more free time or the secret to working less is to work less. <laughs> See, I told you it's simple. Not always yeah. easy, but that is that about as simple as can you expand on that? Yeah. So, I mean, I went from being really stressed out about about time, about, you know, worrying about stuff and actually through working through using the peace process, which I'm sure we'll talk about in a few minutes. Yes. I let go of I didn't specifically work on those on that topic, but I got myself to a point where all of a sudden I was super time abundant. I didn't use those words. I didn't realize it perhaps, or I didn't really, you know, but I, I, some, I was asked to speak to a mastermind group and I'm like, all right, well, how can I help? Like, what do you guys most need? And they were, you know, we talked about stuff. It's like time management. We need more time, 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 time. And I just hit me that like, that's not my reality anymore. I'm not in this place where I feel like I don't have enough time or I'm stressed about time. I mean, every, you know, something can happen. Like, you know, I'm, I don't live in this Zen state all the time where I'm just blissed out. Certainly if I'm having a huge product launch sometimes, although my last launch, I was pretty peaceful most of the way. Maybe the last two days got a little stressful, but the secret to this is really, well, how we spend our time is how we spend our life. Hmm. And, you know, and the, so the quality of your life depends 100% on how you're spending your time because your time is your life. Yeah. So when it comes to time, you want to be doing, A, doing the things you like instead of things you don't like. 
and B, you want to feel good while doing it. Right. So, you know, one of the things I teach is, you know, at least in business is, you know, finding out what is your cake and what is your cringe? You know, what are the things you love doing? What are the things you don't love doing? If there's things you don't love doing, let somebody else do it. You know, don't be the one doing it. But so, but then even if you're doing the things you love, you could still be stressed out because you think there's not enough time. So you really need to, to master your mindset about time. And I have a whole program on, on that called Free Your Time, Free Your Life. But I definitely cover and teach some of it inside in the book, Abundance Unleashed as well. And we hypnotize ourselves. We all, and we, it's, a, it's like a mass hypnosis. And everybody believes it, that we don't have enough time. There's not enough hours in the day. There's not enough days in the week. There's so much to do in so little time. Like all those beliefs about time are hypnotizing us into believing that there's time scarcity, there's not enough time. It is true, time is limited. Like we are only going to be on earth for so many years, but we all have the same 24 hours in a day as everybody else. So the people who are producing the greatest results and the people who are producing the worst results, we all still have 24 hours in a day, seven days in a week. So why is it that some people can produce bigger results? And the thing that I think is, is you know, productivity isn't about going faster. Yeah. Productivity is about actually slowing down, hmm. figuring out what's going to make the biggest impact being in the zone while you're working, right? It's not about like, oh, I'm going to get more done. I'm going to get, I'm going to go fast, 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 fast. And then what is that sloppy, fast and sloppy? Then maybe that, you know, I don't know, or slow, present, focused, being in the zone, like letting it flow. Maybe you're going fast because you're in the flow, but not because you're rushed. And so anyway, we could go, I could spend well, hours I, no, I, time alone. But I, I love it. And it's so relevant. I think I heard somewhere that there's like over 4,000 books on Amazon just on the topic of time management alone. You know, a lot wow. of, a lot of, well, uh, that's probably going to be my next book is probably going to be for your time for your life. See, I, yeah, I love that because, and I think you touched on something too, is people we believe or we experience as a default time is linear, but you actually talk about like warping time. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Well, I mean, if you think about it, like not every minute is equal, right? So, you know, a minute of somebody sticking um, a hot knife under your fingernail, that's going to be a, that minute's going to feel like forever. Oh yeah. Great visual. I got there. (laughs) (laughs) Right. I mean, or whatever it is like, well, you know, the minute that your tooth is being drilled or whatever without Novocaine or what, I don't know, whatever. We don't need to talk about physical pain, but (laughs) anyway, you know, on the other hand, if all you did was, you know, and and actually, so yeah, on the flip side, if you're doing something, you know, that's super joyful, they always say time flies when you're having fun, right? Time goes by really fast when you're enjoying it. Oftentimes, if you just get completely neutral and all you do, this is one of the things I teach in Free Your Time, for Your Life, and I may have talked about it in the Abundance Unleashed as well. But if all you did was get a clock that has a second hand on it mm-hmm. and just watch the clock for one minute, that minute lasts freaking way longer than you think it would, yeah. right? If you're watching TV and it's a really good show, an hour can go by so fast, yeah. right? Game of Thrones, like... Oh my gosh. Uh, uh, oh my gosh. Yeah. I'm just getting caught up on the last season right now so I can get started on this one. So we just finished, what was that? Season, season six last night. Uh, and that's exactly it, what I was thinking of while you were talking. I was like, yeah, those episodes are like an hour and five minutes long. And before you know it, the credits are rolling and you're ready to yeah, watch like, another wait. one. <laughs> yeah. It's great when you can binge watch them all. Cause it's like, ah, but yeah, well, yes. yeah I'm in the situation where I'm watching one episode a week. So yeah, now yeah. all of a sudden a week seems a lot longer now. <laughs> <laughs> waiting for the next one. Well, my car, I, I got a really, you know, I got a fancy car and, it, you know, they came out with a concept version. It was a concept car that they maybe would never make. And then a few years later, they decided, oh, yeah, we're going to actually go into production. And then it took two years for them to announce they were going to go into production for them to actually deliver a car mm. to the dealership. And so I went to the dealership. And I would have bought one right on the spot, but I wasn't sure what color I wanted. And they didn't have, they didn't have it in very many colors yet because it was so new. So then like for me to wait till they got a color so they could see the color and then say, yes, I want this color. You know, basically it was like a month before from when the car actually hit the lot to when I was able to pick out and get my car. And that month felt like forever, you know, <laughs> yeah. but the two years waiting was like, oh, you know, whatever. But then that month. It's yeah, so fascinating. It's, it's great. Time right. totally warps. And yes, you can warp time yourself too. Yeah. All right. So I got to ask what the car is. It's a Lexus LC 500. LC 500. 
Why is it a concept car? Is there something just the design? Well, it was a concept car. Now it's a regular car. Okay. Now, yeah. Well, so a lot of times car companies will make a car and be like, hey, this is sort of the future direction we're going in, but, you know, we may never make this car. And that's kind of what this was. I didn't think they were going to make it. I hoped that they would. And then they did. Yeah. That's awesome. I could talk with you about this concept of time all day long because that does blow my mind, especially when I started to discover that time isn't necessarily linear. I've had those personal experiences in my life where, you know, you thought you were late for something and you're able to like get there on time somehow or, Oh yeah. You know, yeah. I do that. Uh, yeah. I'm, I just imagine myself being there on time yeah. and yeah, I don't know. You know, that's the thing about like, if you want to get extra crazy science fictiony, right? Yeah. Like light speed is really fast, but you can't, it's not good for space travel because the distance between anywhere is so big that there's no way you can get there even at light speed and still be alive by the time you want to get there or like 20 years of your own life would go by. Right. So in Star Trek, they go warp speed and that's like what they do is they actually fold space like a piece of paper. You fold two ends of it and yeah. you can get from point A to point B without having to go all the way. Yeah. It's kind of like, like, it's a, like, warm, cheap. like a wormhole. Yeah. Yeah. That's, awesome. <laughs> that's so cool. So hopefully we have the power to do that. Okay. You mentioned this word surrender and I really do want to talk about this. What was the exact sentence you... Surrender is the ultimate life skill. So I love this and I feel like at first glance, first take, someone maybe more of our masculine audience is going to look at surrender as something as a form of weakness or giving up. And I don't think that's the case. So what do you mean by surrender? Yeah. You know, it's one of those things where, yeah, you don't ever have to give up. I mean, you know, let's say whatever it is you might want, you can still go for it, you know, but it's, it's kind of surrendering to a, what the current reality is, right? Like we don't have to pretend that it's not the way it is. We just be like, Hey, this is the way it is. You know, it doesn't mean that we don't want to change it, but it's like, this is how life is, right? Life is like this right now. Yeah. It's basically just to stop fighting and struggling against reality is what surrender really is. You know, in this moment, maybe I'm feeling something uncomfortable. Great. I'm just going to surrender to feeling uncomfortable instead of trying to fight it or deny it or suppress it or distract myself from how I'm feeling right now by drinking, eating, you know, watching TV, whatever, working more. Like we do so much to avoid our feelings, but if we surrender to them, they'll run their course and we can get back to peace and neutral. Yeah. Or joy or, you know, or happiness or whatever, or love. Is that basically what the peace process is then? Yeah. The peace process is basically, it's the ultimate surrender technique because whatever you might want, it's a great way to let go of neediness. It's a great way to let go of fear, you know, everything. So my premise is everything we want, wants us. Everything we want, wants to come into our life. If you want to be rich, you want to be a millionaire, you want to be famous, you want to be successful, you want to you know, a new car, a new house, new, whatever, new girlfriend, new wife, new husband, all those things like you just by wanting it, you're sending off a signal to the universe to like, Hey, let's bring this in. But then if you feel like, I, wait, 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 I don't deserve this. Or it would be scary to have this. Like, let's say a part of you wants to be in a relationship, but another part of you is afraid to get in a relationship because you don't want to have your heart broken again. Or maybe you want to be rich, but there's a part of you that's afraid to be rich because then like all your, you feel like maybe, you know, you could lose it all or, the government's going to take it all or somebody's going to rob you to take it from you and it's going to risk your life or maybe all your friends and family are going to come after you and ask you for money and then you're going to feel have all these uncomfortable conversations whatever the like you know I've, I've been testing this concept with people for the last i don't know three four years and at my audiences i'll ask people like you know think about what you most want imagine you could have it quickly and easily so imagine getting everything you want quickly and easily just imagine what that feels like and everybody feels good, mm -hmm. but about 60 to 70% of my audiences, when I ask them who here also feels some angst about it, like some, there's some uncomfortable feeling. So it's like, yes, this would be great, but there's something a little scary or a little angsty about it. And like 60 to 70% of the people have some fears or some uncomfortable feelings associated with going after or getting what they want. Even when I say 
they're going to get it quickly and easily. Right. So we've always heard this concept of like a fear of failure. And that seems to resonate with so many people, you know, like, what if it doesn't work? What if I look stupid? But what it sounds like you're talking about, this is more like the fear of success. Yeah. Like, what yeah. are all the things that could happen after I get this thing? Yeah. Like, okay, wait, all of a sudden now I could be open to criticism, yeah. right? People could judge me. People can like all, all sorts of stuff. Now all of a sudden we feel vulnerable when we think about, and it's just because we're so used to our comfort zone. You know, we just think this is how things are and I'm safe here. Mm-hmm. Well, actually some people are like live outside their comfort zone the whole time and they're just trying to get into the comfort zone because <laughs> they just feel so anxious. Yeah. What they really want to do is expand your comfort zone so you can just feel at peace you know, like with how things are now and then peace going for you know, the things that you want. Wow. We can get all t- you know, twisted up about the things we want. And then we also get twisted up about taking the actions to get the things we want. Right. So going up and talking to the girl that you might want to go on a date with or talking to the big potential client that might, you know, be a windfall for your company. It's like, oh, it's like, what if I talk to them and then they say no? Or what if they, you know, whatever, like all the or I get rejected. I don't want to feel this. And all of our fears are fears of feelings. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Wait, there's so much just gold you've said. I feel like it is the experience of having reading your book, like every line I wanted to reread. So one of the, man, that's so it's a fear of feeling certain feelings. All of our fears are fears of feelings. We're not actually afraid of any circumstance. Yeah. We think we are. We think it's the the circumstance we're afraid of. Right. But it's really how we would feel. Like, for example, you know, in the early years of my business where I was like up and down and was on the verge of losing my house and my car, you know, several times I'd get, you know, anyway. So I was like terrified of losing my house, but I couldn't put my finger on why. Right. I'm like, well, okay. if I lose my house, you know, maybe I move in with somebody in my family or I move in with a friend. Right. I sleep on somebody's couch or maybe I even end up homeless. Like none of those things really felt like that's what I was afraid of. And I just couldn't really put my finger on it. But ultimately, when I finally tuned in, I realized I was afraid of feeling shame Hmm. that if I lost my house, it wasn't that the physical. okay, I don't have this place that I stay anymore. It was the emotional like. What do people think of me? You know, and I was a success coach. I'm like, well, how successful is anybody going to think I am? And then ultimately it really came down to when I was a kid and I got teased for, you know, being poor. And I, and you know, we think we get teased for the external things. It was because of my glasses. It was because I was poor and we associate that's why, right? Or some people get teased because of their nationality or their accent or they get teased for like girls sometimes get teased for developing early or whatever. And they think, oh, it's bad to have whatever. And it, but you know, the thing is we're, we attract like kids just tease people for whatever the hell they can get teased for, right? Whatever the thing is that stands out, like, okay, we're going to tease you for that. Yeah. And it's unconscious. And maybe it's really our insecurity that even attracts more teasing. And maybe even sometimes the teasing is just playful, but we take it personally mm-hmm. because we're so insecure. At least that's what I believe. And that's what was, I think is true for me. I'm not speaking for everybody, but that's sort of where I, where I what I think about. And, you know, so if anyway, this shame I had about being poor, I, you know, I was getting, I got, I remember I walked into this like a 7-Eleven store and I was probably, I was in fifth grade and I was riding my brother's bike that was way too big for me and it was old and beat up. I was wearing a sweater, an old ugly sweater and I had my glasses that had tape on them and I, I rode up to the store and I set the bike down in front of the store and this really cute girl that was about my age, maybe a a year or so older than me and dressed in super brand new, nice clothes came out and she looked at me and I thought, well, first of all, I'm super shy. So I'm like, uh, you know, I just want to disappear anyway. But then I was like, she was paying some attention to me. I was like, well, maybe she thinks, maybe she likes me for some reason, which was like, you know, and then she just started making fun of everything about me, like my bike, my sweater, my glasses, everything. And I was just like, and I was like all defensive, like, well, it's my brother's bike and we don't have, you know, whatever. But deep down, I just, I felt ashamed. Yeah. And that was what I was running from. That's what I was afraid. Like, oh, if I lose my house, I'd feel the shame. And once I made peace with that, once I made peace with like, hey, you know what? Who cares if I'm rich or poor, if I end up being homeless, you know, great. And I had this in my mind, this fantasy that if I end up being homeless, I would just be, I don't know if you remember the show Kung Fu with grasshopper (laughs) basically he would he was homeless and he went from town to town and he was a pacifist 
but people would take him in and be like, okay, you know, here's some food here. You can stay here for a couple of days. And then he would have to solve all of the, their problems with Kung Fu, you know? <laughs> and so I imagined I was going to like be homeless and I was just going to, people would take me in maybe. And then I would just coach them and help change their life and then go from one house to the next and move. I lived in Chicago at the time. So I planned on heading South. So it would be, it didn't make sense to be homeless in the Chicago winters. But this is what I, I did, but I surrendered to like, Hey, maybe this is what's going to happen. You know, I surrendered to the feeling of shame and I, I felt it fully and completely. And I, you know, did a version of the peace process back then and, and was able to let that go. And I surrendered. Okay. You know what? Maybe I'll end up being homeless. I don't want to be homeless. Like I'm not going to just let it happen. I'm not just going to not do anything about it. But if that's what happens, that's what happens. I realized that I felt like this is what I'm here to do is to coach people, to help people, to teach people. And you know what? I'm going to figure it out. And if I lose my house along the way, so be it. But on the process, I just committed. I was going to read a book every week for 30 and for 36 weeks in a row. I read a book a week and I turned things around. And I now obviously have, you know, grew my business to multi millions and, you know, have, have a lot of success. But uh, the key is surrender. You know, it's not surrendering isn't giving up. Surrendering is giving up fighting against reality, giving up trying to keep up appearances. You know, it's really just letting things be and then taking actions and letting, and when you take action, letting the chips fall where they may as well, you know, it's like, okay, this might work out. This might not, you know, but I'm going to go for it anyway. It also sounds like when you surrender or stop fighting, that that's when you actually have some control, some ability to change your current reality. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you get way more control. I will, first of all, we have less, way less control in general over life than we think we do, mm. you know? Yeah. You know, at any moment, I mean, heck, the earthquake or tornado or you get hit by, you know, you get major health issue or hit by a car. I mean, like, we don't know how long we have in this, you know, how long we've got here. So we want to really be present and appreciate every second of being alive as much as we can, right? I feel like we can influence things way more than we can control things. One of the concepts in the book... Abundance Unleashed, mm -hmm. you know, you guys, again, you guys can get it at myabundancebook.com for free, is this concept of rock, taffy, and water. So some people live in a world of rock where they just feel like, you know, things don't change, people don't change, this is the way things are, this is the way things have always been, and this is the way they're always going to be, and they're grumpy, and, you know, they want to, they may even want to try to keep things the same because they don't want things to change, and they're trying to you know, they're comfortable the way things are, even though they're miserable, <laughs> you know, yeah. and if you live in that world, it's hard to change anything because, you know, it's hard to get success. It's hard to get, you know, more money. It's hard to end up in an amazing relationship, but that's the world a lot of people live in. And then the, the next level up is the world of taffy where change becomes possible, but it still can be slow. It can be difficult. You know, people do change, but you know, it's not necessarily very quick and, and you can get, you can, success is possible, but now, you know, it's not necessarily super likely and it could be a lot of work and take a lot of time. Mm. And people maybe are, you know, sometimes people are willing to be helpful and sometimes people aren't. And then there's the world of water where things can move quickly, where things can change fast, where, you know, not only can people change, but people do change. In fact, people are changing all the time, Right. And people are changing. And even the rock, if you're in water, you know that the people in rock actually change more than they realize, right? They may not notice it. They may not change the way we would want them to, but they're probably changing. And life opens up, right? You, you start, you know, water can move quickly. It can move slowly. And, you know, if water is encounters a big rock is in the way, you know, does it just give up? No, it's going to either wear it down over time or just go around it really fast. Like it's going to find it a way through. Yeah. Water is not, is unstoppable, you know, and sometimes water will sit still and be a still calm pond, you know, and sometimes it's a raging rapid. And so it's really going with the flow. Surrender is really all about just going with the flow of life and not trying to fight against it to flow with it. That's beautiful, man. I, I love it. And you go into great detail into what was it five steps is that right for the peace process you know there's i've taught it a lot of different ways so in the book it could be five steps okay. it could be seven steps yeah. but 
yeah, there are a few specific ways to do it. Yeah, 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 for sure. I, I love it. I told you when we were in Durango that my wife and I both have a fear of flying. So we did the peace process on our like anxiety while we're like sitting in the plane. And it's powerful, man. And it's so simple. Like, it's just so simple. And that's... Did it get better? Oh, yeah. Oh, home? absolutely. Like, yes. And, you know, the whole concept of feeling your, you know, emotions instead of trying to resist them and surrendering to them to accepting them is something that I've really been trying to take on more the last year. And you just, you see such a difference. Oh, yeah. Such a difference. Huge. It's just like you, you do move past something much faster when you drop that fight, that struggle or that resistance. So you guys are going to have to check out the peace process. Try it on yourself. I love that you made it accessible so that it is just like a simple instruction manual that anybody could follow this. It isn't some like, you know, crazy complicated thing. Yeah, I, you know, I've been into personal growth for, I mean, really since I was like 12 or 13 is when I first started wow. And I've studied a ton and I've, you know, I've got, I went to the pyramids with Don Miguel Ruiz. He's the author of the four agreements. Oh my He's, gosh. How was that? That's one of my goals is just to go to the pyramids. Like, yeah, that was great. Uh, that was the pyramids in Mexico in Teotihuacan. You know, I've done the work with Byron Katie. She's the author of loving what is. Mm. And uh, I got to do the work with her on stage, you know, got studied with Dan Millman, author of way of the peaceful warrior yeah. studied with David Hawkins the author of Power Versus Force and his best book, I think, which came out after he passed away, which is very similar to this whole surrender and peace process concept. This book's called Letting Go. Mm. If you haven't read that one, I would like first read my book <laughs> just because <laughs> I biased, you know, and yeah. I want to you know, get my book in the hands of as many people as possible. And then definitely read Letting Go. That's a great book. Went all over the world with Tony Robbins and, you know, studied with Deepak Chopra and Wayne Dyer and, and basically everybody. Right. Yeah. And I also got trained in NLP and hypnotherapy and tons of stuff, tons of modalities for helping have breakthroughs. And I haven't found anything that's more effective than the two that I use the most, which is the peace process and instant miracle. And between, you know, with those two techniques, I feel like, man, I feel like you can get to peace about anything. I don't think there's any circumstance that you can't get to peace about anything in your past that, you know, that's, still causing problems for you today. I think you can get to peace with using those techniques and any fears. You know, I used to have a huge fear of heights, which I talk about in the book. Mm -hmm. It's most things you can work through pretty quickly with the peace process, you know, a matter of minutes, maybe, you know, maybe, maybe seconds sometimes, and maybe sometimes, you know, a lot of minutes. Yeah. <laughs> but every now and again, there was like in my life, there's just been a hand, like just a couple of things that it didn't work through really quickly. And I started thinking, wow, maybe there's just no way I can actually work through this. Um, and one of those was my fear of heights. Um, that one didn't resolve quickly. But eventually I decided, you know what, I am going to work through this. Not not like overcoming my fear of heights where I can be scared as hell and then still get myself to do it. Because I was able to do that. But to get myself to where I could be up high and just be at peace. Yeah. And then so I started doing indoor rock climbing. And I would peace process an instant miracle you know, before I'd go rock climbing, while I was rock climbing, after I was rock climbing. Wow. And eventually, after about nine months of rock climbing, you know, once or twice a week, eventually, you know, it was like it got better and better and I could get up higher and higher. You know, the first time I went, I got up like maybe 18 feet up in the air and I was like, uh, get me down, get me down from here, you know. Mm -hmm. And now I climb at this gym that has, you know, 55 foot walls. I can climb all the way to the top and just I have no fear at all. It's just completely that's, peaceful. I can look down. I can hang out. I can spin around. I mean, I, I just, it's a completely different thing. And that's what's powerful, possible. I, I believe peace is inevitable if you, you know, do the, use these tools and work on yourself. That's unbelievable because I think so many people have just, maybe it's like learned helplessness or, but like just kind of decided, well, like, well, this is who I am. I have a fear of heights or, you know, I've, yes. I'm afraid of flying. So now it becomes a party. It becomes this unchanging, permanent thing in our minds and yeah we can change yeah. that we can we can like we don't have to live with those things and well that's the thing is most people don't realize you know most people don't realize there are tools that help this yeah. first of all and then even if people do there are a lot of great tools out there and I, like i said i've studied with a lot of people and i'm not taking anything away from their stuff it's great mm -hmm. but i haven't found anything that works more completely permanently deeply as these tools and especially, you know, the peace process is something everybody can just do for themselves. Yeah. And it's so, quick. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. 
And there's so much, you know, like so many other techniques, it's like, it's complicated, right? You gotta step one, do this, step two. Like I remember Tony Robbins and, and again, not taking anything away, it's, his stuff's still good and you know, still great stuff. But there's like these seven master steps. You gotta first do this, then you gotta do this. And then the, and there's like, and then in this step, you've gotta learn all these things. And, and the peace process is very simple. I mean, ultimately all it means, all you have to do for the peace process is just tune in and feel the feelings. Notice where they are in your body. You know, there's a few steps you can just tune in a little deeper, find out where it's most intense. So if it's in your throat, you could just tune in, let's say, in the spot on the bottom right, maybe, is where it's most intense. Just, you know, just be with it, stay out of the mind, stay in the body. And, you know, so much NLP, you know, and a lot of this stuff's great. Again, I'm not in any way, you know, go for a study. If you do any of those things, great. But like, I remember NLP, it's like, okay, if you're gonna help somebody overcome a phobia, it's like, okay, you do this, you do that, you do this, you, do this, you gotta, you know, reframe. And, and, the, and all those tools are still very valuable. But to be able to just stay, go, just forget about what's going through your mind and just tune into what's happening in your body, and then it dissolves, and then you just get to peace. And let's say you had a fear of public speaking, and now all of a sudden you're like, actually, I think I could do this, no problem. And then you yeah. just go and you give a talk, right? Yeah, it's it's been a, a godsend for me to have that, and uh, it is, a, you know, and that's one of the reasons why I'm absolutely passionate about getting this book into the hands of as many people as possible. Because we, you know, we suffer. There's no way to like I, I haven't found a way to like not have downs, right? Where you just have up, up, up. You're feeling good, happy, 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 happy. I still think you know things trigger me, things push my buttons, you know, but I can work through them quick. So to me, it's not about not having downs. It's about how quickly you can get out of it. Yes. Right. Yes. And, and so to be able to have tools where you can like the quality of your life can be so much better for everybody and people want to be rich, but then maybe they don't think they can. Right. I grew up poor and I was like, Oh, you know, who knows, you know, maybe it's the selfish people and the greedy people. And, and then, you know, but I'm going to be rich and I'm not going to be those things. But and then I discovered that rich people actually are tend to be the most generous people, mm-hmm. you know? Not to say that you can't be generous when you're not rich. I mean, there's a lot of generous people who are, you know, not rich, and there's a lot of generous people who are rich. Yeah. But if you want to be rich, you can be, right? If you want to, whatever you want, you can have it. And I, you know, I'm lucky and fortunate. I'm blessed. I'm grateful. And I definitely worked my butt off, right? I definitely did the work. And most of the work, the hardest work, and the, the thing that makes anything hard to do is the emotions behind it, right? You know, the most successful people are people who are willing to, you know, fall flat on their face, fail, be criticized, and then pick themselves back up and go do it again. Yes. And the picking yourself up and doing it again, it's all, it's really all the emotional stuff. Like if you can handle that, if you can work through that, you know, success is inevitable. I believe success is inevitable. Whatever goals you want to set for yourself, you can achieve them all. If you're willing to do the work in the world, like actually take action mm-hmm. and you're willing to work on yourself. And then the only mystery is time. How long is it going to take? Yes. Who cares? Oh, I Who love, cares how long it's going to take? I love that, Christian. We, we say that on podcasts all the time, that your success is inevitable. The only thing that's staying in your way is you and time. <laughs> I love, yeah. love it. Christian, this has been amazing. And you t- you've taken all of your, not just your experience, but all these tools that you've either developed yourself or learned on, on your own journey for several, several years, and you package it in this book. It's Abundance Unleash. I read it. I loved it. That's why I had to get you on the show. Abundance Unleash. Open yourself to more money, love, health, and happiness now. It's officially published date is August 29th, but through our special link, you guys can get Christian's book now, and you can get it for free plus shipping myabundancebook.com. We'll link that up in the show notes. Christian, thank you so much for your time, for sharing your, your wisdom. You know, you don't just have so much gold and wisdom in this book, but just being in the same mastermind and and following you and seeing what you're doing with your business has also just been like so inspiring to be around, to watch you and like the value I've gotten from just you know, seeing who you are and how you handle yourself has just been extraordinary to watch. So, um, yeah, thank you. Any, I know we could go on forever here. You know, there's so much, I just love hearing your message. Any final words, anything else you want to share to, to really call this episode complete? Yeah. I would just say that just like we get hypnotized about time, we get hypnotized about, you know, who and what we are, Hmm. you know, because we grow up, and we're little and everybody older than us is bigger and smarter and stronger and more powerful and better at stuff. 
and we're weaker and not as smart and we're trying to figure it out. And we grow up through this and we can't help but believe that we're not amazing and we're not infinitely powerful. But I believe that we are like, that human beings are like a drop of the infinite divine of all that is of God or whatever, like a little droplet of God. And then we're dropped inside this powerless baby that can do nothing. Mm-hmm. And then we grow up and we start believing, you know, these, that we're not infinitely powerful, but deep down at the truest chorus essence of who we are is we are infinitely powerful. We have the power to make our lives amazing. We have the power to change the world. I mean, think about, you know, people actually are changing the world. People make inventions that change the world, you know, electricity, iPhones, electric cars, you know, I mean, things are already, you know, running water, the washing machine, you know, like things are, we are changing the world. The world is changing. It's going to keep changing. It's going to keep changing for the better, especially as we unleash more of our infinite power. So if I was going to say one last thing is just, you know, you are infinitely creative, infinitely resourceful, infinitely powerful. You can have, be, do anything you want. And one of those things that you can have is to be happy, Mm. you know, don't settle for less than you deserve and you deserve the best. We all do. Amen. Get, get addicted to feeling good (laughs) (laughs) and not from uh, like drugs and alcohol or anything like that, but don't let yourself settle. Don't let yourself settle for suffering. You know, you can have, we're all going to have downs. We're all going to, you know, have times where we think we're not good enough, but work through those. Let me help you. I'd love to, you know, teach you everything I know, or like, you know, the best of the best of what I know and which is in my book. I hope everybody listening goes ahead and gets it at myabundancebook.com, especially for a limited time. We're giving away copies for free. You know, I just, I want to help. I mean, that's, I'm here. I'm on a mission to heal the world and I hope you know, and I want everybody to join me on that mission. Yeah. So, and the more people that learn this, the more they can help themselves, help their kids, help their family, help their clients. You know, let's do this together. Yeah. You're on a mission. You're doing it, man. So thank you so much. Christian Michelson, everybody. Thank you. Thank you for taking the time. Thank you to our listeners for tuning in and listening to Christian. Head on over to myabundancebook.com. Go grab your copy of Abundance Unleashed right now for free plus shipping. Thank you so much. And we'll see you on the next episode. Take care. For 10 years now, I've made my living selling digital courses, membership subscriptions, and group coaching. I've been able to make millions of dollars. Yet even better, I've been able to help thousands upon thousands of students with my training. Yet I've never taught my system on how to actually get started, how to choose the right niche, the right product, the right tools, and the right plan. Until now, the information marketing industry is booming now more than ever. And if you've been sitting on the sidelines waiting to get in, well, now is your time. For the next eight weeks, I'm going to be delivering a brand new training course live showing exactly how to get started and get profitable, even if you have no list, no product, or no idea. And the best part is, it's 100% free. All you have to do is request an invite to my private Facebook group. Every week, I'll broadcast a live, in-depth training with homework, action items, and of course, Q&A. So to request access to my private group now and join the training absolutely free, simply visit www.jameswedmore.com forward slash free. That's www.jameswedmore.com forward slash free. And I'll see you there.